Hey friends, are you in search of something special to set your portraits apart? If you are, I'm excited to share Willow Canvas with you. Willow Canvas is a mother-owned company that creates beautiful, hand-painted fine art backdrops. Willow Canvas offers a wide range of sizes to fit your space, whether you're traveling or in the studio. Each Willow Canvas is soft and neutral with a texture and tone that will complement your branding. Sarah, the artist behind Willow Canvas, is one of our favorites. She's so sweet and kind and dedicated to delivering personalized customer service with three ordering options, ready to ship, custom, or pre-order based on your chosen hues and textures. All of us at the Motherhood Anthology absolutely love Willow Canvas for its amazing customer service, beautiful colors, and exceptional quality. Discover the magic of Willow Canvas by heading over to their website at willowcanvasbackdrops.com, browse their beautiful galleries, and start creating the perfect backdrop for your photography. Find them on Instagram at willow underscore canvas or visit willowcanvasbackdrops.com and join their email list for a 10% discount on your purchase today. In motherhood photography, embracing significant changes in pricing and branding can be big, not only to survive, but thrive in this ever-evolving industry. Rebranding can breathe new life into your business, helping you to stay relevant and appealing to clients who seek authenticity, creativity, and value in their portraits. But it's not always easy. Making these changes can be daunting and downright scary. However, they can also allow you to foster a brand identity that resonates deeply with clients celebrates the beauty of motherhood, and ultimately achieves sustainability and profitability. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box, and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, I'm chatting with Brielle Pepper of Jacob and Brielle Photography. Brielle and Jacob recently underwent a massive overhaul of their website, branding, and pricing. They made big, bold changes that were necessary to ensure that their business was profitable and sustainable. And today, Brielle is sharing with us how they did just that and what their clientele has been like since those big changes and how they're steadily seeing the tides of success shift in their favor. So now I present to you episode number 59 and another segment in our success story series on the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Well, Brielle, we're just going to jump right in and we're just going to chat and I'm excited to get to know all about you and your business and your journey. So if you want to just start by telling everybody who you are and a little about your business. Okay. So I am Brielle and I co-own a business with my husband. Our business name is Jacob and Brielle Photography. We're located in Hampton Roads, Virginia, and we've been in the business for about two and a half years now. We started our business without a camera. We knew nothing about cameras or anything like how to work them. And um, essentially, we started by joining an associate team to kind of branch out and do something fun and new with our lives. And we were kind of like, hey, let's let's just kind of like see where this goes and make our own business out of it. Um, and we kind of did that on a borrowed camera from another husband and wife photography team until we were able to really invest and buy our own stuff and kind of start making a business out of it. Now, did you say two and a half years or 10 and a half years? Two and a half years. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we started the company with the associate team, I want to say like early 2020. So I want to say that was like, not the initial start of our business, but it was like when we started learning photography and going to do like small sessions with them where we would go to their house and I would have a piece of paper and pen and we would learn about aperture and ISO and all the things. And like I would go home and I would like study them <laughs> to kind of like understand and learn more. And then they gave us a nifty 50 lens and I believe it was a mark a Canon mark three to um, just kind of practice on and use and 
I was also very, very newly pregnant at that time, or I think maybe I found out I was pregnant a little bit after that. So me and my husband just kind of practiced and my husband really loved trying to take pictures of me like pregnant (laughs) back then. And like, not back then, that was only two years ago, but just kind of learning on our own without like really charging anything to other people or anything like that. And then he took like my birth photos which was so funny. And we did it all in manual. We learned in manual from the beginning. We didn't learn like the other kind of like auto settings. So we went straight into manual, which I think helped a lot just learning how to really shoot a camera. Well, you have just given me all kinds of things to unpack here. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about starting as an associate with no photography experience. We're gonna talk about working with your husband, which I can talk about that as well. So I'm sure there's some things there we can talk about. (laughs) Yeah. So as an associate, did you start as a wedding photographer? Yes. So the, the photographers that kind of reached out to us, we have known them for a very long time. They have, they actually shot our wedding and we got kind of close to them. And so I think the wife of the team knew me and kind of like my heart. And I just was in a place where I was like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I was like thinking about starting like a children's boutique. I was selling presets, like mobile presets that I, she had helped me create at that time. And she just knew like, I just was like, what's going on. So she reached out to me and she just was, you know, kind of, I want new people. I want people that don't necessarily know how to do photography or maybe they don't even have a desire in it and just kind of open their world to it and see. So, yeah, we talk about that a lot here with other folks that maybe have associates. Like so many people ask where to even begin that journey. And so many people that have had success have said that, that it's almost better to find someone that's not established, that just is the kind of person that you want on your team that you want to work with. And because the skill can be taught, but the, you know, the work ethic, the, the chemistry, all those things, like that's something you can't really teach. And so that's interesting that that's actually how you started. Yeah. And I do, I do think that one of the reasons why they were kind of looking for people with no background in it was they really wanted to train up these, like me to kind of do how they did and Mm -hmm. kind of like leader under their team. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how we have not exactly been like them, but yes, it's all weddings that they do. So they don't do like any type of motherhood. Mm -hmm. So we strictly went right into just offering weddings for our own business as well. So do you still shoot weddings? We do shoot weddings still. I want to say this past year we did 19 or 20. And then we're in the thick of this. Well, sorry, this year would be 19 or 20 that we've done. And we're kind of going into a month where we're shooting weddings every weekend. Eventually, I would like to give my husband that reign, that more side of the business. And that's how we've transitioned this year is he does all the communication for the weddings, all the prepping and planning on the photography side for weddings. And then we just shoot them together. And I do all of our motherhood, newborn and family side of the wedding. I mean, sorry, the business. So um, you were looking for a career. And so she approached you. So how did your husband get involved? When they reached out to us, it was mainly just me that they were kind of wanting to add into the business. Now now they were totally okay with also teaching Jacob. But at the time I kind of was just like, Jacob was still work is still working full time. And we didn't necessarily know if he wanted to add all that onto his plate as well. So I was just like, well, let me see how it is. And so I think that first initial meeting with them, he actually um, did come and we kind of left and we're like, oh, we could, we could do this together. Right. So that's when, and actually for a good portion of my pregnancy, I didn't even want to like pick up the camera because I was so sick and I was like, you just learn on your own and figure out like what you like to do and like what you like to shoot. And so that's why a lot of our pregnancy, my pregnancy, I was just like allowing him, he had the camera all the time and he would just shoot around the house or shoot outside or go shoot the sunset 
just to kind of learn about the camera. And then that's when he was like, oh, I'm kind of interested. I like I do want to join and be a part. And then that's that's when we were like, let's let's make our own husband and wife business. (laughs) And I think it's fun to talk to you today, too, because and I know you were a little nervous about this. Like so many people that, you know, we talk to on the podcast They've been in the biz for longer and maybe they've had, you know, more time to figure things out or they might be a little farther down the path. I think it's great, though, that you're fairly new at two and a half years and that we can talk today about maybe some of the things that you're going through, things that you've learned, things that um, maybe you don't have all figured out. But because I think that others that are listening will be able to identify with you and where you are. And so I just want to put that out there that um, I think that's going to be, that's going to be good for a lot of folks listening today. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I'm happy to share all of our struggles. Um, well, one, just working alongside your partner in business, but also just about the time, the season that we're in and kind of the transition that we've made. And I'm happy to relate to anyone in in that because I feel like a lot of my growth has been just from listening to the podcast y'all's podcast alone and just hearing how other people do things and other people's struggles and just also feeling like okay other people are going through the same thing I'm going through or someone went through this and this is how they made it through and I've really educated myself and learned a lot from only just listening from the podcast before I became a member of TMA. And then once I was a member, it was just like this wealth of knowledge that I was opened up to that allowed me to grow a lot in the business. So early on, since we are fairly new as well. Well, thank you for saying that. I love doing this podcast. And the thing about a podcast is like, you feel like it's a good thing, but you don't necessarily get a lot of feedback. So if you're listening and you would like to send me a message and tell me that we're doing a good job, it wouldn't make me so happy (laughs) (laughs) or leave a review. That'd be great too. And the reason I say that one, it's not just me for sure. It's a team. It's me, Jenny, Allison, you know, Abby, Allie, Sarah, Megan, like we have a team, you know, that kind of makes all this happen. But I do feel like being in the business for a, a long time, And looking back on where in my business, I got the most value. It was, you know, going to retreats or workshops or that was all great. But the, the magic happened when you got to actually sit down with people after or at night and talk to them about their struggles or how they figured something out or, you know, and people just the sharing because Or, you know, you're doing something and you're doing it because that's the way you know to do it and you don't know another way. And then someone says, oh, no, this will make your life so much easier. And you're like, golly, why didn't I think about that? You know, so I just think there's Mm -hmm. so much value in hearing people's story and where they maybe have struggled and how they got through that. And I hope the podcast does some of that. And I and I know for sure that, you know, the the membership we brag on that too a lot, but it's because it's a community. It's not what we do as TMA so much as that we brought, you know, 800 people together that are in the same boat and there's just so much knowledge and wisdom there. Like if we didn't offer any education, I think that that Facebook group is worth gold. So anyway, it is, it is (laughs) because if I have any questions, I can just post on there and I know I get a response and I get an honest response and I just love that like we don't like people don't sugarcoat you know people are honest and helpful and so I leave that whole chat with someone and I'm like wow I just I just learned so much (laughs) well tell me how you made your way to motherhood so tell me about that transition and what what took you there what like talk to me about all the things there. So, so we kind of started with this mindset that wedding photography was the only way you could make an income from photography. When we started, I barely offered any type of family sessions. They just 
overwhelmed me. And so I just was like, well, if I'm not going to make a really big profit or make this part, like make that side of the business income, like it brings an income, then I just don't even want to mind it. And so for a while, we just like stuck with booking weddings and engagement sessions. And I got so burnt out just doing that. And we were really charging like so cheap. And I was shooting pretty much every night, um, at least for engagement sessions and some family sessions. And it just, it was a lot on me. I would miss baths and bedtime and dinner and all that stuff. And it eventually got to the point where I was like resenting the business. And my husband, I feel like couldn't relate to that because he was the one home with our daughter doing all those things and missing out on those sessions. And so he didn't feel that way. And we can kind of talk about that later. But anyway, my really kind of like journey to motherhood was when my sister got pregnant and she just was like, I want you to document everything for me. And I was kind of nervous because I was like, this would be my first time doing like birth photography. That's she wanted that part. She wanted just everything. And so I did it and I like I looked up inspiration. I helped her plan all the outfits. I like went around town and found like the best locations that I think would really go with like what she liked. And we kind of just started with like an announcement session and I left the session just like, wow, I really like that. I really enjoyed doing that for her. It was special. Um, And so then after that, I was like, well, maybe I just give those type of sessions another try um, without kind of like cap, like just knowing like, doesn't matter if I make a profit. Let me just see if I like it. So I was doing the, um, I got a lot of maternity sessions that were coming in after I was like advertising that we were doing those now. And I just, I just felt fulfilled from leaving those sessions and just knowing that I was kind of documenting like this really important time in someone's life that they can look back on. And it was for me, like my own pregnancy and motherhood experience, like maternity was just I hated being pregnant because I was so sick and I was just ready for it to be over. And I feel like I wished a lot of the time away. So kind of like being able to be with these moms and and hear their stories and shoot their experience, it kind of like just fulfilled me in a way that I just didn't see myself enjoying in photography because I had that mindset that wedding, wedding, weddings. I think it was when I did my sister's birth that I left and I was just in tears and I was just like, this is the direction I want to go. Not necessarily birth, like hundred percent, but just motherhood and just being there for moms and documenting that whole time in their life. And so I, we really like dove hardcore. We were still offering weddings, but I was really marketing. Like my whole Instagram started changing to motherhood and families yeah, so that was kind of like the big transition was my sister and her just like allowing me to shoot them whenever and when he was a newborn and then when he was three months old and when he was, you know, five months old, I was like, can you just come over and we'll just go in my nursery with the best lighting and I'll put you in one of my client closet and dresses and we'll just take some pictures because I just, I just want to do that and, and, you know, market that. And so she was so generous to always kind of allow me to do that as well. But yeah. So that was definitely the transition moment. When did you find the motherhood anthology? So I found the motherhood anthology. I quit my job. I was working in dermatology office and I quit because I was like, We're, I'm working every night. I'm making a hundred dollars a buck like $100 a session. Um, And I was only working two days at the dermatology office at that point. Um, I was newly, newly postpartum. So I was, I decided to quit because I was making what I was making at my job. And I just was like, let me just dive right into photography. And at that time, the mentors, I call them our mentors, but the couple that had brought us onto their associate team, she Mm -hmm. also offered me a job to become her editor. So I started going over there a couple of times a week and editing their weddings. 
and doing some miscellaneous stuff like blogs for her. And I want to say it was probably like a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago that I found you guys, mm-hmm. maybe like 2022, middle of the year. And that's when I was just over at their house. I had my earphones in. I was working and I was like, I'm going to start getting into some podcasts. And I noticed that one of the photographers I had followed was sharing y'all's podcast. And so I was like, well, let me just give them a listen. And I think at that time you guys had like nine or 10 podcasts up. And so I think that whole day I worked or the two days I worked, I listened to all nine (laughs) Yeah, so that's when I kind of started. At that time, I was, I think you guys' like membership was not open yet. And I think the next time it was open is when I joined. Yeah, so I want to say about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Did you make any changes once you joined? Do you have any light bulb moments or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, (laughs) I realized like in that listening that I was, if I wanted to continue with motherhood, that I just... I had to make a lot of changes. We were nowhere, nowhere near charging what we were worth. I had never heard of cost of doing business. And in fact, when I was in the free community and I was hearing this C-O-D-B acronym, I was like, what is that? I had to look it up. (laughs) I had to look it up and I was like, oh, like I had not even considered that you have to put all of your eggs in a basket to know what you should charge and be profitable. Like that never crossed my mind. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to throw out $50 and see who takes it. So where did you, before, how did you determine your pricing? Before I um, learned how to do cost of doing business. Right. I was, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was just throwing out numbers. I think we started at $50 for a mini and like 75 for a full. Then, and when I say hour, I was like, shooting for like two hours. Now at that time I was also doing like 230 images for $75. Coming from a dermatology office where you were getting paid by the hour, that felt like great. I felt rich. I felt rich. I felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna be able to buy my new a new car. I'm gonna be like I was like, I'm gonna buy a Louis Vuitton. Right. I just felt um, on top of the world that people were just Venmoing me this $75. I remember at one point we had like, I had like $900 in my Venmo and I was like, we're rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, um, and- I shot my first wedding for $300. And at the time, you know, 20 years ago, I was a single mom and I thought, oh no, I think it was $150 actually. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, that's grocery money. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy looking like back on that because when we were charging that, like every, I want to say like every couple sessions, we would bump up the price. So I would go like, okay, $90 for a mini and 110 for a full and just like see who would bite. And then if people weren't booking us often, then I would kind of lower it back down. And there was a point where I was changing our pricing so much, I couldn't keep up with our tiny little Canva pricing guide. Like people were inquiring. I was like, Jacob, how much are we charging them? Like, like how much are we charging again? And it just got like to, to the point where that was such a headache. And I was like, we've got to figure out a better system. So once you joined the membership and you realized that you needed um, to look at your costs, your costs, what did that feel like, look like? What did you do from there? Dealing with money and we have been married for almost six years and we got married very young and we were both financially like unknowledgeable of anything. We hated like really talking any type of like money, like sitting down and doing like that type of cost of doing business spreadsheet was daunting for us because we were like, we knew that we probably were not charging what we were worth and what we needed to make to put food on the table and just live. But once we calculated and found those numbers, I mean, we were like astonished. Um, 
And I will say it took me a very long time and a lot of convincing to even sit down and do the cost of doing business and potentially realizing that we should be charging like six times more than what we were charging to my husband. Like I remember coming home every day after listening to a podcast or, you know, just Jacob coming home from work and we would just talk for hours. I would be convincing him like, we have to do this. We need to do this. My husband comes from a place of wanting to please everyone and wanting to serve everyone. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like us being in business, we butted heads a lot was I was like, I'm trying to make this a sustainable business and something that will provide for our family. And he was like, well, I want to serve all of our neighbors and I want to be really, really cheap so that we can, we can be there for everyone. And so Mm -hmm. it took a ton of convincing um, to just sit down and do that initial cost of doing business kind of meeting with him. And it's a scary place like to be when you couldn't afford you. Like when you look at your numbers, oh, yeah. when you're young and new and you are, you know, you're on yourself or on a budget and you realize what you need to charge and you go, well, you know, I, I couldn't pay that or I wouldn't pay that, you know, like that's a, that's a little bit of a scary place to be, but that's a lesson. And I mean, I give you, I don't know how, how old are you? Would you share? I'm 25. Okay. So you are young. Like, I just want to give you so much credit that the fact that you did that early in your business and your career, when it takes some of us years and years and years and years to figure that out. And then we look back and go, you know, by then we're burnt out and tired and we've sacrificed time with our own families because we were so busy serving other families that we're like, man, if I could just go back. And so the fact that you're young and you figure that out now, you are so much farther ahead of the game. So you should feel really good about that. Thank you. And I do, I do want to give credit to you guys because I think just hearing stories of you guys talk about like, you know, missing a lot of those moments and wishing you would have, you know, just done all of this sooner really convinced me and persuaded me to do it because I was at that point already, like six months into the business where I was never home. I was sometimes I was like shooting three sessions during the week, like during in the same day. Mm -hmm. I think there's a point where like I had like 14 sessions in a week and I was like, just exhausted. And I just felt like I was missing out on my own time, my own family, my own special moments that I wanted to capture. And yeah, listening to the podcast, especially just really persuaded me to like, change that. And I'm glad I'm glad I did. Are you a photographer looking to make a meaningful difference in your sessions and photography portfolio? If you are, look no further. I'm honored to introduce you to the capable community an amazing course that equips photographers with the knowledge and skills to work with children who have special needs as well as their families. From addressing disabilities sensitively to perfecting the art of inclusive posing and marketing, the Capable Community course covers it all. In addition to the skills you'll learn once you take the course, you'll also be a part of the Capable Community as a featured photographer within an online directory of trained, qualified, and inclusive photographers. Families from all around the world will be able to find you, a capable photographer, to capture images of their most treasured moments and beautiful family members. As a listener of the Motherhood Anthology podcast, you can use code TMA to get $50 off when you enroll today at thecapablecommunity.org. So go ahead and join the Capable Community today, and let's make the world a more inclusive and beautiful place, one photograph at a time. To your husband's point about like wanting to serve the people around you, I think it was Shannon that was here on the podcast. Shannon uh, Griffin said, you know, you charge what you're worth so that you have energy and time to give it away if you want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, You, if there are people in need and you want to serve them when you're profitable and you're not working so, so much, then you have that um, margin to give your time away or, yes. you know, so. 
No, I agree. Cause I was, there was just a point where like the burnout was like, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm someone who, when I'm interested in something, I dive like full in and I just give it my best. And I will say with the photography business, that's something that when we started it, I was like, I can't do that because I know if I do, I'm going to quit. And so I was really for a good while just saying, we're just going to see how it goes. We're just going to play it by ear. Yes, we've started this as a business, but you know, I'm not going to think too much ahead. Even though I did make changes, good changes early on, I kind of wish I didn't have that mentality of not thinking ahead because had I thought five, six, seven years from now at the beginning, like what I wanted this to be, I feel like I would have probably done it even sooner. But I was like, whoa, 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 like I don't want to go too far force. And I will say charging the really, really cheap prices got our name out there and it got us a ton of clients and a portfolio that we were able to build super quickly. And I was also able to just learn through each Mm -hmm. session super quickly. I do, I am grateful for that part of it, but there was time where people were spreading our name word of mouth, not because, oh, they're great. They're good photographers, but also they're super cheap. Mm -hmm. And so Yeah. When that happened, I was, and when people started coming to us, I was like, oh, my friend said, you guys are super cheap, but really great. I was like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) Well, you made, you made a pivot and you know, the thing we, another thing that we hear a lot is like, okay, I'm going to make these changes. I'm going to raise my prices. And then it, all slows down a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's because you're starting over. Like you you built a clientele that you no longer serve, Yeah, you know? And so just like in the beginning, when it was slow, you're starting over, but you can get there again. And when you do, you're going to be where you need to be. And then you don't have to make big changes. You can make small changes. So tell, tell me about where you were and then what changes you made in your business. So where I was in the business was I, I think right before we made the change, we were, we started at 50, 75. We just kept upping it. I think I was at 300 or 350 at the point where that's when we were like, let's hire, we hired like a designer to just redo our website it was actually after my motherhood minis that were an extreme success. And I love doing that, that I was asking my mentors what's next. And they were like, SEO and like changing your website and really getting people out there that don't know you just because they know you. And so that's when we hired someone and um, really reconstructed our whole pricing. That's when we sat down and really did cost doing business but we did not launch our new pricing or a way we did business until like the website was done. So I think we started that whole website journey in March and it was not launched until July. So it did take a while, but that whole time it was like, I was like brainstorming and educating myself and preparing ourselves for kind of the season we're in now So now what we are is we are kind of like an a la carte style and we do IPS. So for our pricing now, we kind of have that creative fee and then we have a couple different options for digital purchases you can make afterwards as, as well as artwork. Before we were doing you know, a 30 minute or an hour session. And we were giving, you know, hundreds and hundreds of digital files at no additional cost or anything. And a a thing that really made me um, start to change was people were asking me, I think the price difference between our mini session and our full session was like 50 bucks. And people were like, well, what's the real difference here besides the time? And I couldn't answer them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I couldn't answer them because it was just the time increase. And 
they didn't really see the value of paying 50 extra dollars for 30 extra minutes when they were most likely going to get the same amount of images. So you were charging 50 to $75 before doing your cost of doing business. What did running your numbers tell you you needed to be charging? My numbers told me like just for a regular session to make a profit, I needed to be charging $1,250, That's eye-opening, isn't it? Very, <laughs> very eye-opening. And once we found that out, we were like crickets. Like we were like, we we both like were kind of like mouth dropped. Didn't know what uh, to say just, to each other. <laughs> right, right. So now you're a la carte, you're charging a creative fee, you're doing in-person sales and, and all of this has just started. So this is all yeah. brand new for you. This is so very a, brand new. Yeah. So I'm very excited. This is what we're going to do, Brielle. We're going to, we're going to do another podcast in a year. We're going to, okay. follow, we're going to follow up on all these changes. I because would it, love that. <laughs> I, w- I would bet it's a little bit slow right now. Is that right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's to be expected. So, um, and I think that's what you'll hear inside of our membership group true too, right? Yes. And so when we were, when we were preparing for this and I finally had my husband, like his, when I say we were preparing, my husband's like pinky toe was in, like <laughs> he was barely in, but he was like giving me the opportunity to just, for him to just listen at this point. And so when we really dove into this, I just started preparing myself and my heart and and also Jacob that the clients that we served at that point when we were really, really cheap, we're probably never going to really be able to serve again. And, and I hope we will, but the likelihood is is not likely. And so I just kind of prepared him for that as well because we had some really great clients um, that were that came to us for several things and we didn't I don't I don't ever want to lose them but also at the same time like they're at a point where I was like I have to we have to put our family first um, and we have to put this situ- like if we ever wanted to just make this a true profitable business like we just couldn't run like that and um, I think being in like the deepest debt that we've ever been in um Jacob finally was like okay I see how this can help us just to be able to survive um so it's hard to sometimes pull away like your passion for it and your passion to serve and kind of step away from that part of it and think about like it, it, it is an actual business um and of course, everyone wants their business to be profitable. And you know what, like people, and you said, you know, I know you will lose a majority of people that were paying 50 or $75, but some of those people, because I can already tell you're very lovable and sweet. And um, (laughs) I know that you have people that love you. And so some of those people are going to find a way or some of those people are going to be your mini session clients for the holidays or, you know, like, so I bet you hang on to a portion of, if you choose to do mini sessions, um, you hang on to a portion of those people. And, and also, even if they can't, I mean, they, I always heard that you want to be the photographer that people save for. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about not being able to afford ourselves. Like, you want to be the, and this is the way I'm wired. I'm not a big shopper. Like I have good taste and I, there's some things that I like nice things, but I'm not one to just go out and buy like expensive things because they're expensive. But if there's Mm -hmm. something that I want that is expensive, I'll find a way. Like, um, I think, I think, um, Kristen Sweeting said, we take for granted that everybody walks around with a $1,200 phone in their hand. Yes. Yep. You know, like every, and their kids, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so where, if you make people want to work with you, if they want what you have, they will figure out how to pay for it. Um, so I think that's where you put your, you know, focus is like, how can I make this offering 
something that people really want, even if they have to save for it. So, so I don't know if this is um, something you guys would necessarily recommend, but one thing I did do while we were in the transition was I went to a couple of our like loyal clients Mm-hmm. And at that point, like we were charging like the three hundred dollars, um, you know, all inclusive, everything included. Um, and I went to them and I just said, "Hey, you know, we are restructuring our our brand and our focus, and with that, we're going to be changing a lot about our financial, like our um, how you know how much you're paying and mm-hmm. our stuff like that." And so I just told them exactly like the breakdown of what we were going to do. And I just, I just wanted their feedback on mm-hmm. whether they would pay that or be, or, or if they were like, you know, no, I couldn't do that. And I think I asked three of my lo- loyal clients and they all were like, yeah, I would pay that. I would probably pay more. Um, and well, that's so encouraging. It, it did encourage me a lot. Um, and I'm grateful that they said that because it kind of just gave me that boost. And I think my mentors had kind of suggested that I do that, like just see what their thoughts are. So that was super encouraging. And we decided we were going to do like many sessions, maybe once a year, one of them being like the motherhood minis that we do kind of like a bigger event for. So we were able to just for like fall minis, still book some clients that you know, had booked us in the past, which is great. And I, I love that as an outlet to still be able to serve some of our past clients. Now I advice, uh those, those minis can't be the same as a full session. So (laughs) (laughs) I know you want to serve them, but they have to be mini sessions, you know, on a specific day that's good for you where they Mm -hmm. don't get, you know, 40 images. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) you can't over deliver, but it does get them. That's my, my two cents, but you know, they do get a little bit of Brielle and Jacob, um, (laughs) but they don't get the full experience because again, they're going to say, what's the difference, but the time, you know, like, yeah. So, well, the minis are, 10 minutes, 10 images. So we, um, and that was something too, like in a business with my husband, he's like, why can't we just give all the best images? And I'm like, because we cannot. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, we definitely had to learn, um, for our many sessions too, just to really put them to actually be many sessions at this point and not like, um, more than that. Right. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. Well, you're just such a smart girl and I have really like <laughs> loved talking with you and I'm very excited to see what happens, like I said, in the next year, because I predict it's going to be really good, really good. Tell me, um, do you have, like, if you had to narrow it down to like the best advice that you think you've been given in all of this or maybe like the best thing. Now let's do two. The best advice first. We'll start there. Okay. So the best advice I've probably been given um, up until this point is one, doing the cost of doing business. Um, Like I said, I had no idea what that even was. Um, And it was really nice to talk to other, like to hear the motherhood anthology. And, you know, also because my mentors do it, a completely different way and other photographers do it one way. So it was really nice to just kind of gather how everyone does it, but ultimately doing the cost of doing your business and knowing, knowing and realizing your value. Um, because I, and like everyone else, I deal with horrible imposter syndrome and, you know, sometimes doing the cost of doing business, you're like, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not worth that. I'm not like someone who's been in the business for 15 years. And um, it it took a lot of um, people and my mentors kind of teaching me and people from the mother anthology that you are worth that. You are worthy of having a sustainable and good life. And 
yeah, so I would say those are like the two biggest things that were advices given to me that made a big change. And Brielle, your work is beautiful. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. You're delivering beautiful artwork and heirlooms for people that, again, are going to be their most treasured possessions. If they're not today, they will be one day, I promise you. So um, you do not have to question um, that at all. So, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. So, um, and I guess, okay. Second part of that question, what's the best bit of, what's your best takeaway from the membership? Like what's the best thing, I guess that would be cost of doing business. Is, is there something else maybe that you love? Um, none, so of, none of us love cost of like you give a bunch of creatives, their first task is to figure out their numbers. And it's like, <laughs> that's that is not fun <laughs> yeah I think but necessary yeah I think one of like the best things that I did initially take away from the motherhood anthology and once I became a member I really got to deep dive into the cost of doing business and the spreadsheets and all of that but I, th- I think ultimately my favorite takeaway from the membership is just everyone who's involved in it and that I don't really feel alone when I started and when I really wanted to make the motherhood side of our business like a big deal, where I live and in, in the area, nobody does that. Like nobody does. You're in the, a good spot. I, then. <laughs> I live in a, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I live in an area where there's a big pool of photographers that charge all of the same pricing and do all of the same things. And I wanted to be different. And I wanted to really stand out. Do you know what an opportunity that is, though? You just, I mean, you're in the perfect setup. You just said there's no one else doing motherhood photography and everyone is cheap. There is like one other photographer in my area that is like kind of across the water. There's like one or two that kind of do the same, like same construction as far as business. And they have like their own studio and they're really killing it. But as far as like everyone else, it's just a competition of like one or two people as far like there's a whole competition of like thousands of photographers here that are just doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that should be it should be easy to stand out then, huh? I think it I think so. And I think it has helped me a lot. Um, Referring to the motherhood anthology is just to stand out um, to be different because And that's advice I would give to someone if they were wanting to join is just if you want to be different, if you want to make a change, if you want to stand out, if you want like a community that's kind of supporting you, like right there behind you, you know, even if they are in the same area as you, like they like it's just that's what the motherhood anthology is to me is it just really helped me learn to be different and learn to stand out and just know that there are other people out there doing the same thing and going through the same struggle. And they're also rooting for you to be the best that you can. And they're not hating you and not, not giving you location and not telling you secrets. And like, they're, they're, they're just honest and good people. And I love that. Oh, Brielle. (laughs) That's so kind. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so last question. What's your definition of success, Brielle? Oh, I think my, um, can I give you what my definition of success was before and what it is now? I would love um, that. So starting out, it was how much, how much I was going to be able to make and how much I was going to be able to kind of put into my account at the end of the day. And that, that was like no way to like have and run a business. Um, We were so money hungry at that time to just do something that would help us and make a change also. But like that wasn't the forefront of our mind in the beginning. Um, And I have, so many examples to show that, but I used in the beginning, I would show up to sessions and I would barely know anyone's name. And 
my clients. Like I would just barely know who they were or what their names. And sometimes I go and, and have to ask like the husband's name. And I hated that. I, I left and I was like, who, what kind of photographer am I to do that? That is not personable at all. So as we grow, my success, my definition of success is not necessarily about how much we're bringing in or what. And yes, we want to be profitable and we want to put food on our table for our little girl. And, um, but I really think it's how I feel on the inside. Um, and how I'm feeling, how this business is making me feel when I was feeling like almost like resentment and hate towards the business at one point, I didn't feel like I was successful. I felt like I was failing and because I wasn't in love with what I was doing anymore. And now I know like in my heart, like I get giddy thinking about a mom getting her newborn pictures back. Um, and I just, it brings me joy. And to me, that's, that's me finding success in a business is just being able to have a content heart um, about what I'm doing. I'm smiling so big over here, Brielle. That's <laughs> awesome. That is so awesome. Well, you have such a sweet, warm, genuine spirit. I can tell. I feel it. That's my, Thank that's you. my superpower as I'm like a, I'm intuitive. And so you are, um, you make me feel, you make me feel warm and um, oh. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that your clients feel the same way. And I, like I said, I'm very excited to see what the future holds for you and your business. And thank you for doing this today. Cause I really do. I think there are going to be lots of other people that are right where you were just a few months ago and they're going to, they're going to take a lot from this. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I'm so happy that I was able to be here today and share and hopefully help someone. So tell everybody where they can see your pretty work and connect with you. So you can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, Jacob and Brielle photography is our username and then just www.jacobandbriellephotography.com for our website. Thank you, Brielle. Absolutely. Have a good day. I'm so impressed by Brielle's bravery to make such big changes in her business and her honesty about the process. I love how this episode really gives you, the listener, a peek at the phases between making those necessary changes and seeing the fruits of their labor. While Brielle and Jacob are already beginning to see profitability, I can't wait to check back in with them in the future and see how much more successful their business is at that time. Brielle very graciously shared what the TMA membership means to her. While those doors are currently closed, we'll be reopening them in the near future and would love to have you join in if you're not already a member. Simply go to membership.themotherhoodanthology.com to join our email list so you're the first to know when those doors reopen. I love this quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. From our lens to yours, until next time, friends.